Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Mary Ramsey writing at the Charlotte Observer. Charlotte City Council chambers were cleared during Monday's meeting last night after a woman refused to comply with orders to leave the premises. The incident, this is the heckler's veto, by the way. The incident happened during the meeting's public forum when residents can sign up to speak to the council on various topics, during which multiple people were signed up to talk about the Israel-Hamas war. Obviously, because the Charlotte City Council is waging the wars, right? I mean, obviously. That's why you would go and speak to the Charlotte City Council. Um, all right, so let's. I've got audio. I'm going to play it. Here's the, uh, the first two speakers, Khalid Blada and Deanna Fayette. My name is Khalid and I'm a proud resident of Charlotte. As an American, I grew up in a safe and supportive home. I graduated in aerospace engineering and I see you wearing NASA, so maybe we'll talk later. That was Smudgy Mitchell. From Ohio Mitchell. State, go Buckeyes. I currently work in the technology industry and I'm grateful for living in such a beautiful city. I actually moved my mom from Gaza Strip. It provides me with safety and access to the cultural and recreational opportunities that I crave. I must say, as a Palestinian from Gaza, when I remember my, my hometown, Sheikh Ridwan, I cannot believe or imagine it as the graveyard for children as it, the UN describes it today. I only remember the fun summers of my youth spent visiting my family home, building handmade kites with my cousin Salah and Khalid, flying them at the beach where my, my cousin Dua would make sandcastles. I smile when I remember my uncle Hassan when I would eat kanafa and drink chai with him, or my uncle Wissam, who is a doctor and a national team coach for volleyball. I remember the nickname that I gave my uncle Ayman, Forkbeard, because he would kiss me and I would feel the, the thorns on my face from his beard. <laughs> the realization that these moments are now gone because every single person I mentioned to you has not made it out of this war. America continues to be the only state to veto a ceasefire. Every day I'm reminded that I do not matter by the leaders in this country. Just this morning, I got news of the murder of three additional family members. One of them, a father to a one-week-old baby. <laughs> My surviving grandmothers and uncles and aunts right now live a life stripped of safety, shelter, water, electricity, food, basic human rights, all while grieving and battling mental anguish. I know the bell's going to ring. Thank you very much. We are not uh, data Ms. points. Ms. We that we'll have to go to the next speaker. So I'm if, happy to give some of my time. No, so we, it doesn't work like that. We have a process that we have, so it's not a time. This is the mayor. We are not data points. Guys, 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 guys. We are not data points. And I'm talking on Deanna's behalf. You're not the allowed to do media that. media outlets consume us for sorry. content. She, she has to do the speaking now. Speak for me, for, you have two minutes as well. So he gives his her his laptop. So now she's reading. Each with life goals, loved ones, and unlived stories. The last time he spoke with his cousin Salah, 
He had sent him a photo of his dinner spread and told him not to worry about him or anyone else and to visit next summer. His twin brother Khalid was excited to leave Gaza and be with his fiancée in Europe. Born together, Salah and Khalid lived mirrored lives, not only sharing birth moments, classrooms, hobbies, and friends, but also a tragic murder. He cannot bear looking at gruesome images from the scene. Khalid was wearing the shirt that he just gifted him in September. He shares a name with Khalid, and it strikes us all. It could have been him. In fact, many of us in this room are descendants of the Nekma survivors, just like Khalid and I, each of us a legitimate target for the immoral and terrorist Israeli occupation forces. This bloodshed did not start on October 7th. In 1948, his grandfather Musa fled Israeli massacres in his hometown of El Brir towards the now Gaza concentration camp. He was 12 years old and had witnessed the murder of his parents, siblings, and uncles. As Americans, we get to stand up before you today, privileged to be alive and compelled to tell their stories, to stand up for the over 20,000 humans killed in Gaza. Today, I'm a voice for the voiceless family and for Khalid's voiceless family members who were killed for merely being born Palestinian. We are here to show you Palestinian humanity and stories matter. We urge the council to take a moral stand against the genocide of Gaza and to, demands the dis, uh, and to listen to the demands of its constituents. I plead with you to call for an end of the killing of the bloodshed, to call for a ceasefire now, and to stop North Carolina military aid to Israel. Thank you. All right, so those were the first two speakers. To my family. Oh, wait. Oh. Power to Hassan, uh, healthcare manager, Bilal. You hear what he just said there? Media. Ayman, public health media, Dr. Rassam, national volleyball team, Dua, resident nurse, Salah, online entrepreneur, Khalid, online entrepreneur, Saleh, high school. They're screaming down the mayor. All right, it's time. We're going to recess this meeting right now. You won't even give us your attention. You won't even give us your All right, and so then it goes to, because I was watching, you know, the city council on the uh, on the YouTube stream. So they they bail out. They play some music, show a city skyline. Did you hear what he said there at the end? Rest in power. Does that sound familiar? Rest in power. Not rest in peace. Rest in power. It's the long-lost cousin to international spy Austin Power, if I remember correctly. No, this is something that the leftists say. They started doing, I remember hearing it the first time after the George Floyd uh, uh, murder. Right? I, the, people started chanting you know, or saying this, rest in power. I hear it now all the time, and this is one of the hallmarks. Just like, like I've pointed out, the similar chants at these pro-Palestinian marches, the pro-Hamas marches, I've seen, uh, I've heard the same chants as I used to hear at the Antifa marches. Because it's all the same. The activist crowd is the same activist crowd. Yes, there are different people that have kind of uh, glommed on. Well, they would be the glommers, actually. There are different people that are motivated specifically by the Palestinian issue, but the activist glommers... Right. They jump on to any of these causes because they're viewing all of this stuff through oppressed oppressor lenses. And so they see the opportunity to jump in and to destabilize. Because why? Because the issue, as James Lindsay says, the issue isn't ever the issue. You may think they're arguing about the Palestinians and a ceasefire and all that. That's not the issue for leftist activists. 
That's not actually the issue. The issue is the revolution. That's what all of it is. That's every single one of these, you know, uh, uh, mass protest movements and stuff. It's all about the same underlying revolutionary instinct. One of the things that the speaker talked about at the Charlotte City Council meeting last night, you heard a reference to the Nakba, which is what the Palestinians call the era after, um, I believe, 1947. I think that's right. Yeah, I'll double check. I forget which one because there have been so many like uprisings against the Jews. Uh, they've like fought off like you know uh, uh, attackers uh, from Egypt and Lebanon and Syria and Jordan. They've done it many many times. They've been fighting over the land for you know a hundred years, and and even actually longer than before than that. So uh, he mentions the knockabout. How all you know the grant the stories that they tell. Uh, the Palestinian kids about how the Jews murdered all of their ancestors and stuff during the Nakba, they call it. Um, Mary says, it's untrue that Jews massacred Muslim Palestinians. Muslims disagreed with the British mandate and fought Jews and they fought back. Right. So when it was called Palestine, this was the, the, what the, the Brits called it in their, you know, their mandate when they beat the Ottoman empire, right? The, the, the territory was conquered by empire after empire after empire after empire. And the Ottomans had it. They lost in World War I to the British. British took control of it, as you do when you win wars. And they didn't want to govern it. There was constant fighting between the people that were there. And then they were like, okay, here's a partition plan. 1947, they were like, we're done with you guys. We're out because the Jews and the Palestinians, neither one of them wanted British rule. And they were like, give us, you know, uh, give us the territory, whatever. So British walk out and they're like, here's here's your map or whatever. And as soon as Israel declares its uh, its statehood, they get attacked. So she says, uh, you notice Arabs never look at how their ancestors violently took the Middle East and murdered and subjugated its inhabitants. No, yeah, it, th- that again is oppressor oppressed. Right. That's the lens by which to view this whole thing through. Palestinians are always the oppressed. They know this, by the way. This is their propaganda machine. This is the way it works. This is the formula. Is It's about the it's about the reaction. This is Saul, Saul Alinsky left wing tactics where you provoke. You then get a reaction. You then use that reaction in order to get sympathy and you get wins that way because like this victimhood uh, mentality is pervasive. So if you are seen as the one being bullied or picked on, then you, then you get to get wins. When in fact the bullies at last night's Charlotte City Council meeting were these pro-Palestinian activists. Let me play this second clip here. After they go into this recess, Mayor Lyles comes out and attempts to address this crowd. There's like 300 people there. She attempts to address the crowd. So guys, guys, And this is somebody in the audience telling people, you know, hey, hey, listen up. Let's be respectful. The mayor comes out to speak with them. This was not part of the uh, the live stream. So, guys, guys, we're here to speak to them, to give us the time to speak. Understand Moshe's run high. Thank you for that. May Allah have patience and uh, give your uh, family a blessed memory. Mayor, um, you have the floor. We're here to talk to you. I love I love how he tells the mayor she has the floor. Like, like, oh, are you are you in charge of the city council chambers? That's interesting. I want to say this. This is very important. We care. 
Everyone, please cooperate. I would really like for us to be able to hear from everyone. And that's an important thing for this to be. But we aren't all going to agree. But if we treat each other with respect and dignity, I would not want someone to treat me in a way that makes me feel less than. And that's what's going on when you speak over people, when you have speakers that have signed up who want to be heard. And many of you represent the positions that they take, but you're not letting them be heard because the voice of this is greater than this room. But there is also a diversity in this room and space. And so this city has always been one to welcome. This city has always been a place, even when it was hard, that we could be respectful. Now, I would ask, what happens when we start with the idea of speaking over top of people? Then we have to be respectful of everyone. All right, so I thought she did a good job. Went out there, faced down this mob of 300 people that's screaming and heckling and chanting and stuff. Because there were, there were a couple of Jewish speakers that, that they tried to speak to. This is the second meeting in a row these activists have done this. And I, I say kudos to the mayor for going out there and trying to shut down this kind of bullying. Because that's what it is. They are demanding that the city of Charlotte adopt a resolution, which means nothing. Means nothing. They're acting like they're. It's like this again. This this hyperbolic, hysterical neuroticism that's just it goes from zero to nuclear immediately. And that's not to say everybody in that crowd last night was doing it. There were a lot of them that there were. Well, there were a couple that were trying to contain their their fellow activists, but they were not successful. So after this little chat. Mayor comes back in. Council comes back in. We'll hear what happened next. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out going over the charlotte city council meeting last night that got uh, interrupted disrupted so they had to recess after the recess the mayor and the council come back in they sit back down and the next person by the way there were uh, i think six prior speakers to the first pro-palestinian speaker they talked about the airport solid waste services the feral cat Colony volunteers to get you know uh, to target that population of feral cats, um, animal care and control space. You know need more shelter space that sort of stuff. You know your classic local government stuff, and then come the the screaming and the chanting and the pro Palestinian activists crowd is you know by the way 
when they did the Pledge of Allegiance, when you watch the video, you can see like probably half, maybe a third of the room does not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Just a heads up on that. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying it's instructive. So the meeting resumes, and the next speaker is the CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater Charlotte, Sue Warren. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Here we go. I I, want to say thank you for allowing me a moment um, to understand that we are in a public space and we all want to be heard. So with that, we're going to continue on our speakers list. And our first speaker, our next speaker is Sue Worrell and Noah Goldman. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I, so this is what, they're not allowed to have the signs coming over, but they are seated where they can have a sign, Ms. Worrell. If you would voluntarily do that, I, would, I think that we would all appreciate it. Apparently not. All right, so what happened there is city council does not allow you, so you go up and you speak to the council. You walk down, they're like all the seats, you know, you walk down the steps, you come around, and you stand at a lectern. Your back is to the crowd, you're facing the city council. But when the cameras are on you, the, the camera catches the people in that first row right behind the lecterns. And so what these activists were doing was holding signs over sort of the railing so they could be so they could have their signs captured in the camera shot signs that say things like history didn't begin october 7th end the genocide in gaza anti-semitism doesn't equal anti-zionism right so they're 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 trying to you know they're photobombing basically and they're doing it right behind the ceo of the jewish federation of greater charlotte and so the mayor asks you're not what says Policy is you're not allowed to hang the signs over the railing, but you're, if you have them on your lap, you're allowed to have them on your lap, and so then the cameras kind of pan down a little bit so they cut it out of the shot. Yes, you have two minutes. Yes. Good. All right, there we Reset the time. <laughs> Thank you. We'll reset Good the evening. Time. My name is Sue Worrell, and I am the CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater Charlotte. I am proud to have called Charlotte my home for over 20 years. At the November 27th Charlotte City Council meeting, multiple speakers spoke in angry and hostile tones regarding the events transpiring between Israel and Hamas. Genocide! Yeah, kind of like that. They called upon the Charlotte City Council to adopt a resolution, all while chanting threats for the annihilation of the state of Israel and all her people. I'm here tonight because last month and tonight in this very chamber, our community was subjected to virulent anti-Semitism, disinformation, and hatred shouted and chanted at and about Jews, Zionists, and Israelis. Platforming hate speech such as we witnessed at the November 27th City Council meeting simply cannot be left unchallenged, as it is a sad reflection of the divisions festering in our city. When anti-Semitism and the dehumanization of Jews is left unchecked, it tears at the fabric of our society right here at home. I've had the privilege of advocating for the Charlotte Jewish community for more than 18 years, during which time the Charlotte community, Charlotte has always been a community in which Jews are respected and valued, where we have felt the safety and confidence to live our lives freely and proudly as Jews. Sadly, in recent months, since the attacks on Israel by the terrorist organization Hamas, that sense of belonging and security has begun to wane. 
the rapidly escalating levels of anti-Semitism, Jew hatred, and demonization of Israel, and those who support the existence of a Jewish state, have resulted in Jews no longer feeling safe in our own community here in Charlotte. We are currently celebrating the eight-day festival of Hanukkah, a holiday that celebrates resilience and light in the midst of darkness. And yet, in the weeks leading up to the holiday, the biggest topic of conversation among the Jewish Moms Facebook group was, is it safe for us to put our menorahs in the windows this year? As city council members, you have committed yourself to the welfare and well-being of the citizens of this city. You rightly pride yourselves on creating and sustaining the welcome, diverse, and inclusive community that Charlotte Thank you. has become Thank known you, for. Thank you, Ms. Laurel. Mr. Goldman. Over 20,000 Palestinians have died. It's the mayor hammering the gavel. The side is not paid. Doesn't help. All right. Again, they do it. They keep We want to be able to listen to everyone, and we have listened very carefully to you. Please respect that. If there is not, if there is not, if there is not, nowhere. All right, you gotta go. in genocide. There's no neutrality in apartheid and occupation. Sorry. So now I the mayor. Ask, I, I need to ask you to leave the chamber. So now the mayor has directed CMPD officers on uh, at the council meeting to escort her from the room because that's what happens when you are disruptive in the city council meetings. You get escorted out. Now, I beg your pardon. She's not going anywhere. Oh, okay. She's not going anywhere. I understand. I understand. So with that, this meeting is recess. We will empty the chamber after Mr. Goldman speaks. Mr. Goldman will be allowed to speak. All right. One thing. Fellow members, we are in pain. We are hurt. Please comply and listen. We have speakers who are going to say very important things. Please cooperate. They work very hard. They're giving us a platform to speak. Please act properly so we can move on. So this is some of the activists imploring their fellow activists to please act properly because there are a lot of people that want to speak that they agree with. They're not going to get a chance to speak now. But some of them just can't help themselves. Mr. Goldman. Mr. Goldman. All right, so we'll pick it up there. Last night, Charlotte City Council had to recess not once but twice and clear the chamber of the hundreds of pro-Palestinian activists um, that shouted down, you know, uh, attempted to use the uh, heckler's veto, shouted down and made demands of the council to adopt a political resolution about calling for a ceasefire, even though the city council doesn't do those types of resolutions. They don't do them. That's their policy, apparently. But they don't care. You will bend the knee. That's their demand. You will bend the knee and do what we demand. And if you don't, you're going to have to adjourn this meeting and everybody else that came down to speak to you and address their representatives in the city of Charlotte, they will be deprived of that opportunity. If you don't do what we demand you do, nobody gets to talk. There were some activists in that crowd that tried to shut up their fellow leftist, but she wouldn't shut up. They told her to leave. She would not leave. They told a cop to go over and remove her. The cop talked to her and then just kind of wandered away. And then they were like, no, she has to go. You were removed. Anybody else, anybody else gets removed. I've seen it happen countless times. People get, 
uh, ushered out of the chambers when they cannot uh, control their behavior. And that, that activist could not control herself. So you have the CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater Charlotte. She speaks and is being heckled, showed amazing courage to go in there in a room full of hundreds of people and uh, and to make her comments. And then the next one up was a guy by the name of Goldman. I, I think she called him Dan Goldman, but it could have been, I think it was Noah Goldman. But this is now this gentleman's turn to talk. He's there to speak. And this is what happens. Hold on. Yes, please. Mayor's saying remove her. She needs to go. You, I'm sorry, you really do have to leave the chamber. Under what grounds? Under what grounds? Ed, Ed, Ed. That was Ed Driggs giving a guffaw. Because of your dis... It's recess. That was uh, Lawana Slack Mayfield. She's saying, oh, turning your own people against you. That's what she, that was her comment to a colleague at the dais that was caught on the hot mic. See, these are, these are the people bickering among themselves to behave. You need to leave. Just leave so everybody else that's here can speak. We all signed up to speak. And now you not leaving is going to prevent us from speaking. But this one activist chick wouldn't leave. Get out. Something, please. And be quiet. I Everybody has to have to get changed. All right. Mr. Goldman, I am really apologizing that you're not going to have a chance to speak. But in this, in this case, we are going to... Uh, recess our meeting and empty the chamber. Thank you. We will give you time. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If they, we are not going to have. We are going to. This is it. No. We, we tried. We tried. That's what the mayor said. We tried. And there's the outro music from the uh, live feed. We tried. So as the council files out, the activists then go. Blaming the council for leaving. As if it, like, the, they told you. Remove this one woman. And we can continue. But she wouldn't leave. She kept being disruptive. So we had to stop. There you go. They're the victims. See, they're the victims there. I mentioned this earlier about action and reaction. The issue is never the issue. The issue is always revolution. This is um, James Lindsay. Leftist activism is happy to take direct wins whenever it can get them, but that's not always possible. When it can't get direct wins through the front door, it's more than happy to get its win through the back door by exploiting what we can call an action-reaction dynamic. As an act of dialectical political warfare, which is their battle logic, leftist agitators will provoke a reaction, control the framing around that reaction to the watching audience, and use the reaction as justification to advance their cause. This strategy was articulated by Saul Alinsky as your enemy's reaction is your real action. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.